0: This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds and Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash Hello
1: and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. GM gets out of an awkward position, an awkward equity position. We'll get to that later. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. And there's a lot of news to talk about today, including big EV plans from Ford, Stellantis, and Hyundai. Let's get to it. Ford says it is separating its internal combustion and electric vehicle businesses. The goal, according to CEO Jim Farley, is to increase profit margins and get engineers, designers, and developers more focused on the unique needs of each powertrain. EVs will be part of a unit called Ford Model E. The combustion unit will be called Ford Blue. The two units, along with the recently created Ford Pro commercial business, will collaborate in some areas but largely operate independently. With the new structure, Ford says it aims to double pre-tax profit margins to 10% by 2026. Ford plans to report earnings for its EV, combustion, and commercial units separately starting next year. The split extends to Ford's retail strategy and relations with its franchise dealers. The automaker wants a certain number of retailers to opt in to selling EVs under a new set of standards that will include carrying no inventory, selling at non-negotiable prices, but they would be held to fewer facility requirements. Farley says Ford plans to discuss the changes with dealers over the next couple of months before finalizing the standards. Our Mike Martinez has much more on the plans at autonews.com. At Stellantis, CEO Carlos Tavares yesterday unveiled an ambitious long-term strategic plan. Among the highlights, Stellantis aims to double its net revenue to $335 billion by 2030, that while maintaining double-digit adjusted operating margins. This plan is the start of Stellantis' greatness and our first imprint on the future. The strategy calls for the automaker to speed up electrification plans, By 2030, Stellantis aims to have 75 battery electric vehicles on the market and sell 5 million EVs annually. Stellantis teased one such model, Jeep brand's first full electric SUV, which will launch next year. Vince Bond and our Automotive News Europe team has much more on the plan at autonews.com. Not to be left out, Hyundai keeps pushing forward on its EV strategy. Korea's largest automaker says it will invest $16.2 billion in electrification through 2030. The company plans to launch 17 new EV models across the Hyundai and Genesis brands by the end of this decade, as it aims to grow battery electric vehicle sales to almost $1.9 million a year. Of the new models, the Hyundai Mark will get 11, and the Genesis Premium brand will get 6, The company is also working on a new dedicated EV platform called the Integrated Modular Architecture for 2025. It's an evolution of the existing EGMP platform. And EV startup Rivian is raising prices by a lot. The sticker price of Rivian's R1T battery electric pickup is jumping 17%. It now starts at about $79,500. The price of its R1S SUV is rising 20%. It now costs about $84,500. The company cited a shortage of semiconductors and higher costs for other components for the change. Pivoting back to the mostly non-electric vehicles sold in the U.S. last month, results are in for most of the automakers who will report February results. Light vehicle deliveries expected to drop 10 or 11%. But several automakers saw gains, including all three Korean brands, as I told you about yesterday. Mazda was also up more than 8%, largely driven by its crossovers. Toyota, which was number one in the U.S. last year, saw February sales drop 11%. Toyota brand was down 12%, Lexus off by about half that. Of course, supply remains the key problem. Toyota's inventory stood at 16 days at the end of February. Subaru sales dropped 7%, while Honda deliveries plunged 21%, split pretty evenly between the Honda and Acura brands. Ford and Volvo are set to report today. The rest of the industry releases sales only quarterly. And finally, we turn to the saga of the Felicity Ace. The burnt-out cargo ship, carrying about 4,000 Volkswagen Group vehicles, has sunk. The Ace was being towed back to safety when it hit rough weather, the ship's operators said the boat sank about 220 nautical miles off the coast of Portugal's Azores Islands. Nearly half of the vehicles on board were Audi models, about 1,100 were Porsches, and approximately 500 were VW brand. There were also Bentley and Lamborghini models on board. VW has said the vehicles are all covered by insurance. And that's the news you need to know. GM sold its shares in Lordstown Motors. Is it done working with SPAC companies? Maybe not quite. We'll get into the details after this.
0: As online experiences have continued to evolve, It's Clear dealers need an approach that will keep them in the business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion.
2: So, what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online-to-in-store experience?
1: I mean, that's a great question, and honestly, it's a, it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car; to others, it's sales and F and I, and they they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus. You know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach and then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on you know more of a big picture.
0: Digital retailing is dealership operations period Reynolds retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big picture holistic approach, visit rayray.com/retailanywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere.
1: Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. The rush to electric vehicles has inspired investors to get excited and even jump into some startups going public via merger with special purpose acquisition companies. For a while, General Motors was among them, taking a stake in Lordstown Motors. But late last year, GM sold the slumping shares To put the transaction in some context, I turn to Automotive News GM reporter, Hannah Lutz. Hannah Lutz, welcome to Daily Drive.
2: Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me.
1: Welcome back, I should say. So you reported this week that GM sold its stake in Lordstown Motors. Why did it have a stake in Lordstown in the first place?
2: Well, yeah, you're right. GM sold 7.5 million shares uh, during the fourth quarter, and they first invested in Lordstown to help facilitate the sale of the plant, which GM had previously owned, and help Lordstown restart production there. So during the fourth quarter, those two goals were actually met. Foxconn agreed to purchase the plant, and Lordstown began building and testing pre-production models of its electric pickup um, called the Endurance. So GM, for those reasons, among probably others, decided to sell.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wonder, it seems like with GM making uh, the Hummer EV pickup and the Chevy Silverado pickup, do they really want to help someone else get in the electric pickup space? But are they, is this a clean break? Is there any part of the deal that remains?
2: it's not a clean break. So although GM gave up its stake, the supply agreement between GM and Lordstown still stands. So in 2020, GM agreed to provide Lordstown with parts like airbags, steering columns, and steering wheels. And that agreement has been renewed through um, 2026, and it required a prepayment of $17.8 million from Lordstown. Um, So that still stands, and they'll continue to be partners in that way.
1: Okay. So Lordstown is taking more of an asset light approach. Now, they they don't own the factory. Foxconn is going to do a lot of the work, and they're buying buying technology from GM. Makes a lot of sense. Right. So um, Lordstown is still under investigation by the Securities and Exchange Commission, which is looking into whether it falsified vehicle orders. Uh, Another SPAC startup that GM was involved with, Nikola, paid $125 million to settle allegations that company misled shareholders uh, as its founder made misleading claims about products and technology. GM was going to buy a stake in Nikola, right? But then it didn't. Where does that stand?
2: That's right. So as you pointed out, the situations are really similar. Short seller reports cast a lot of doubt on these two companies that GM had been working with. Um, So with Nikola, which is also a startup that had plans to build an electric pickup um, in September 2020 GM and Nikola said they would. Sup- um, said that GM would supply batteries a chassis architecture fuel cell systems and a factory to build the Nicola pickup called the Badger and in return GM would get an 11% stake and $700 million. But that stake never happened because um, a short seller called Nikola fraud, and that really put the deal into question and the report was very, very scathing so GM reconsidered the terms and two months later in November 2020 GM and Nikola settled on a new agreement, which eliminated the equity stake. Um, but GM still agreed to supply its fuel cell system for other trucks built by Nikola.
1: Well, that will be interesting to see. There's so few fuel cell vehicles on the road, uh, but GM has uh, really good technology and it'll be, um, if they get a chance to sell some of that, it seems like that would be a, be a plus for them.
2: Yeah, definitely. And GM just over the past year or so has really been talking up its fuel cell technology and how um, ways they can sell it to different companies or different industries. It might be a good opportunity for them to try some new things before applying it to the vehicles that they sell to consumers.
1: Yeah, that's right. You wrote uh, pretty recently about the opportunity to use fuel cells uh, to help create electricity for EV charging.
2: Yes, exactly. And they've um, outlined some plans to power um, trains and um, other applications in uh, aerospace. So they're really branching out with fuel cells.
1: A lot of technological developments, a lot of complicated legal matters and uh, financial transactions for GM. Hannah, I'm glad you're uh, on the case.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on EV strategies, SPACs, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening. Now, let's all get back to work.